confidence of a professional stuff man Walking the streets, it always smell like an onion But I got the program, my body, soul, and Make it strong as the wind in Chicago land And we're getting stronger every day We're all in the Strength Faction crew So get your chips and load your hips Because our mission is to bring out the best in you, in you, in you Welcome, folks, to a special edition of Quick Hits with Wes and Ross. We're missing Big Papa Connolly today. No big deal. Just couldn't make the call, but Wes and I wanted to make it happen. So it's your man, Ross, and it's your boy, the Sheriff Showdub. And uh, we're here together. Unlike last time, we're not in person. We're, we're via Zoom, but we want to knock this out today and still give a quick hit because Wes and I both had some, some strong lessons uh, over the last couple of weeks, and you know we want to share it with y'all. Um, so for me, I'll kind of lead in, and, and sometimes this helps folks to know what we're working on on a bigger scale. So in Strength Faction this week, uh, you know we've got our Wednesday weekly calls where we review the lessons from the week, and we talk about actually applying the lessons, right? And if you've been listening to us, you know we harp on this, but Way too many people go to certifications, do seminars, do masterminds where they just acquire knowledge and they don't ever do anything with it. That's a huge problem. And so Strength Action, one of the big things we're focusing on is providing all this amazing knowledge and information that you can use to level up yourself and your business as a coach and trainer, but also making sure that you do something with it, also making sure that you take action with it, all right? And so... On that Wednesday call, that's a big part of what we talk about is applying the actual lessons and how we would each individually use the information because there's no one way to make a living in the fitness industry. There's lots of different ways to be really successful. You get to decide what you want it to look like for you. And so on this call, we talked about something that, in my opinion, is going to ensure job security long-term for you as a trainer or coach because technology is changing the game. We know that, right? And we're on that call talking about motivational interviewing and the fact that, you know, people can get an exercise program just out of any fitness magazine. And, and it's a race to the bottom for the cheapest trainer. If that's what you're going to try to do, right. It's, it's not just to have a coach. It's not just to have somebody write or prescribe a training program for you. It's really, can you as a coach help that person tap into their why and really get clear on why they're coming to you to train because they might not know themselves. And the more you can successfully move a client from sustained talk, talk about why things can't change and why it's too hard, to change talk, to talking about why they want the thing and what they're going to do about it. And that's so much more difficult to do than, than it sounds like. It's really, really difficult. But when you can do that and you can move your clients towards success, they will know that you were a big part of that, even if they can't articulate why. And the thing at the end of the day is that's where your job security comes from, not from necessarily just the coaching or just the writing of programs, but this component of motivational interviewing and weaving that into the sessions that you coach and helping your people really move to another level and get in touch with their why. Because a lot of people suck at doing that themselves. And so if you can do that for them, holy shit, I mean, game changer. And so to me, it's a big job security thing. And Wes, I know you were on the call and we were talking about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Motivational interviewing is tough to do, but it's, it's worth it. And, uh, and I really like the system that they have laid out in, in the faction with how to implement that into a training session. 
Yeah, dude. And a couple of things that we talked about in the call when it comes to the motivational interviewing is it takes reps, like lots and lots of reps. And this was tough for me, but yeah. And a lot of coaches, right. But you need to be comfortable with like a pregnant pause. Cause a lot of times that's where the people you deal with are going to contemplate their, you know, what they're going to say to you. And that's usually where the gold is where you can kind of get on the same page and then, you know, do things like the reflective listening once they say what they're saying. Okay. So what I'm hearing is X, you know, does that sound right? And then either they can confirm or deny and either way they know you're on the same page. They're being heard that you give a shit, yada, yada, yada. So it takes reps on reps on reps and you got to get comfortable with some awkward silences, which if you're a talker like me is really tough, but I just have to (laughs) internally go shut the fuck up Wes, shut the fuck up and make eye contact and, you know, actively listen, which when you're in a one-on-one situation, that's relatively easy to do, but uh, yeah, it takes reps and just, you know, uh, trial and error, if you will. For sure. I, I think that's it. Yeah. Like the, once you can get comfortable with that moment of awkward silence or that pregnant pause, it's kind of like a superpower. Cause what's on the other end of that is either you breaking the silence with just saying some bullshit or you holding out just long enough that your client or member is forced to articulate the thing. And there's, like you said, there's always gold in that. So man, be just being comfortable sounds for a little bit is a superpower. And um, yeah, is a definite detail of that whole concept of, of the ORS uh, acronym that we talked about in the call. That stuff's powerful. So if you don't know what we're talking about at all, it's part of the strength action curriculum. Um, if you do make sure you're doing that stuff and you're not just coaching and talking about the game last night that you're actually <laughs> helping your client tap into their why and get a little more clear and move them from sustain talk to change talk because you will be a friggin' rock star to them if you're the person who can help them actually implement the changes that they've wanted to implement into their life for a long time. So with that, I'll go into my quick hit first because I think it's kind of off of that, Wes. Um, yeah, you, you know, the, the idea of like why, I think this has been brought up in some of the previous calls, but I'll harp on it again. Um. This is another strength action lesson, but your culture and action document or essentially your mission statement, whether you are an individual coach or trainer or you you work at a gym where you have several employees or anything like that, you've got to have a culture and action document. And at the very least, you got to have a mission statement. And I think the reason a lot of us are resistant to mission statements is because a lot of them just sound disingenuous, right? They're just like, we believe that integrity and, and respect is an important thing. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? That's Lots so bland. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So beige. And that's why they don't register with us. And that's why I think a lot of times we're not called to it ourselves. And I had made several attempts at writing a culture and action document and writing a mission statement for our gym. And I always hated them because they kept coming up they just felt bland. They didn't feel authentic to like really what was I tying into and uh, a really popular book that has been on most people's sort of recommended list. There's just so many good books out there. I can only get to so many at a time. Fortunately, as I was trying to do this, I also happened to pick up the book, start with why, which taps into getting clear and how to figure out your why. Right. And that book combined with a real concerted effort to get more clear on our mission statement and really what we're all about, not what do I think would necessarily sell to people, but really what, what are we about? What do we care about? And then wording it in a way that makes sense to people and can sell them. 
holy shit, man. It's, it's been like a week and a half since I finally got it dialed in. And Wes, like our marketing, our branding, we're redoing our entire website, everything. It's so stupid easy because every single time I'm just referring back to this document that I wrote, that's a real sincere, honest, heartfelt, this is why we exist. This is what we care about, right? And, and it fire, every time I read the document, it fires me up. And I'm not, the reason I'm not kind of giving any examples is I don't want people to steal it. Not because I care yeah, about yeah, you yeah. stealing it, but no, you no. got to make your own thing up. You can't take somebody else's words. They won't hit true. Um, but holy cow, all that, everything in there has just aligned with like, I'm like, oh, this is exactly how we want to do it. It, it feels awesome. It got me in touch with what I believed and what had me go into this field in the first place. Like when I first started coaching and training, like why did I do that? And what did I believe? And what was I passionate about? And it's like, it's come full circle and it's here in this document and this statement. So if you're a one-on-one, a gym owner, an online coach, it doesn't matter. If you don't have a kind of clear mission statement, then you're always going to be struggling to find the words to explain what you do and why what you do matters and why somebody should work with you, right? And as soon as you do, there's no more mental bandwidth on it. You get to just execute on the thing and, and you've, you've articulated this feeling that you have inside. And it's like, it's insane, man. Like I, we're on like rocket fuel the last week and a half because so many of our decisions are just made for us based off of what's uh, encompassed in that document. So for those who are in the faction and are listening, God damn it. If you haven't done your culture and action document, do it because it's worth it. Uh, if you're not, uh, you can start with uh, reading, start with why, which is a great book for getting you aligned with that and uh, maybe sign up for the faction in the future. But uh, how long did that take you to make your living in action, your uh, culture and action yeah, document? Yeah. It, so I would say all all in for for this iteration i would say three to four sittings and those are spread out over the course of i want to say two weeks like add subtract change rough yeah draft. and i had i had stuff from before that wasn't all throwaway. you know i had a couple pieces that were good i liked this key characteristic i liked this critical action i liked a little bit of our story pitch so I kept a few pieces. So I had like a skeleton, I guess, going in. Like I knew what pieces I had to have and I knew what I didn't want it to be based on what that document was. Smart. But yeah, with, with that already drawn up skeleton, I want to say three to four sittings where I sat down and it was a few hours of um, kind of putting stuff out and then rereading the lesson, honestly, and thinking about that and then kind of just like pacing around the room and thinking like it takes work to articulate authentic stuff. And, uh, and, uh, with that said, that's not that much of a time investment and holy shit. I've already, I've already gotten that time back with all the time I've saved with all the like promotional marketing stuff we've been working on. I'm like, yeah, just refer to our story pitch. That's basically like your North star now. For like It, it, it is everything you, you bet your ass, man. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Um, I like that. So yeah, that that's, uh, that's my thing. Again, in the faction, go through that culture and action lesson and, and write one up for yourself. And if you're not in the faction, get in the faction, but you could start with the book, start with why, at least for me, that was really helpful with articulating what I, what I wanted to articulate. Like I already kind of knew and felt it. That book helped me get in touch with it and articulate. So that's my thing. 
Uh, Wes, what do you got for this week? Okay. So if I need to like at any point, you know how I am. I kind of zig and zag all over the place. So if at any point, if I'm going way too far down any rabbit holes here, just, you know, pull me back in. That's the best though. Will do. So this was kind of a reflection, if you will, for me this, this week and the thing I'm about to talk about in terms of how I used to do things when I first started training folks and how I currently do things. And there is a lot of shit I could talk about that I used to do that I no longer do, or now I do better or, uh, you know, stupid things that I did that now I look back and I'm like, man, that was dumb. And if you ask me in five years, it's probably the same thing. Something's going to change, right? I reserve the right to change my mind. Um, however, so early in the game, right? I didn't really have any boundaries. And like most folks, I was doing shitloads of sessions. I would take anyone I could train. I would do 5 a.m. literally till like eight o'clock at night. This is not an exaggeration. And I look back on that. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I did that. This was also (laughs) 10 years ago, right? And the older I get, the more protective of my time I get. And the, the things I care about, I care more about. The things I don't care about, I care less about, right? Whether that's- Totally first, get that. Like literally, and I, I usually say fuck. Like whatever I give a fuck about, I give more fucks. The things I give less fucks about, I give less. So like I care about spending time with my wife and staying on top of my training and whatever. I do not care about other people's opinions of me, right? And that with, with time has grown. In any case, um, so I'm big on, and we talk about this in faction, right? I didn't used to do this but setting expectations with folks in terms of your policies, drawing your lines in the sand. I've talked at length on faction calls about making sure you have a late cancel policy. You know, how do you do scheduling and time management, which the time management side of things I didn't really get into until probably about six years ago. And, but that for me now is like airtight. Like I'm very dialed in into how I go about scheduling my week and um, all that stuff. So Backtrack. Whenever I was doing all those sessions, training everybody I could, 5A to 8P, like blah, 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 blah. I was very like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Now I'm very like, my bedtime is this. I get up at this time. (laughs) Phone is on do not disturb. So that's just one side of the coin. Um, And because of the fact that I was doing so much training, I wasn't getting in my training. So I was so busy, which is a lot of training. Taking care of other people that I wasn't taking care of me. Like my fitness was shit. Like I, I think I was maybe lifting like twice a week and doing like all barbell stuff. And I was like, yeah. And then on the weekends I'd be burnt out. So I would like drink a lot, which I mean, I still drink beer on the weekends and shit, but like, and just, I was, and just sit still. To, right, and like not exactly. move at all. Right, yeah. So like the sleep thing, the whatever. Again, this was like ten years ago now. So I've learned things are very different now. And to go back to the protecting of the time and energy thing, we all, for the most part, love our clients. Right? They feed us. I do not take them for granted. I don't look at them as a paycheck. Even the ones that are annoying and like <laughs> tough to deal with, like that hour is a lot. Like they're still like they're feeding me. They're showing up. All that. Um. What was I saying? So this week, I, I don't know what it was. There was something in the air. I had a lot of late cancellations, right? Like a lot of them, which happens. And one guy went up. So in my policy, I say, you can move your session the day of if you let me know two hours in advance and if uh, two hours or more and if uh, it works, meaning like I can actually, you know, do that time, assuming you don't have something else going on. So I had a guy and I love this guy, but he's someone where everybody else gets it, right? I've set the expectation on policies, like physically I've sent them emails. 
where this dude, he's not a bad guy, but like, you know how some of your clients, you can kind of tell they think like, oh, like he's a trainer. He just kind of sits around all day waiting to train people. Like they don't realize that we balance not just our personal shit, but like programming and business and social media. And totally like, they just think we're there like doing bicep curls and then, oh, hey, let's get a workout. Hey, bro, bro, let's like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this guy, he's, he's not a bad guy, but he's one of those. Like he does not realize the other shit that I do. And do I give a shit? No, I'm not going to go into it with him. So a while ago, I had to remind him of the policy because he's like, oh, and he was going to like switch to the next day. I was like, all right, like, just so you know, that's, you know, we're going to count that as a third session. He's like, oh, wait, never mind. Like, let's stick to today. Like he was going to bump the same day to the next day. So this week, I, he was supposed to be at four o'clock. I get a text at 1115. Now, mind you, I, something else tied in here. I'm kind of bouncing and then coming back and forth. I book my training early in the week. So my jujitsu and my weightlifting, I block out time slots for that, which is something I never used to do. Again, when you're a younger trainer and you're, you need to make money, you're selfless. You're constantly saying yes yeah. to everything. That was me. I was a yes man, which is why things suffered personally, what have you. I am no longer a yes man. It doesn't mean I'm like just about myself, but I am very much so protective of my time. You know time. who you need to be. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like I know when I am my best programmer when yep. i'm my best coach all that happy horse shit so fast forward so back to where we're at so i permanently block off my monday wednesday friday afternoons because i train jujitsu is that a privilege yes but do i get all my shit done hell yeah so by the way any coaches out there who like think that you need to suffer because that's what you do when you're a trainer fuck that i used to be that way where yeah, I was fuck like, that right if we're like if I wasn't dead from coaching all day and didn't tell everyone about it, that like I was a bad coach or that whatever, fuck that. So in any case, um, like, you know, those people that constantly are just like hustle, hustle, man, look at the clock, look at what I did today. And anyway, uh, it's like self-validation. So yeah, the point of that was, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I blocked my schedule for jujitsu and my, but uh, so the guy texts me at 11 15, he's supposed to be at four. He's like, hey, man, like, is there any way we can do earlier today? I can't make four. I was like, sure, I could do three. I could do 3.30 because we have our faction call at two. For jujitsu, I train from 12 o'clock and I don't get home and I'm not ready to go until like 1.30, 1.45 by the time it's all said and done, right? Again, do I get my shit done? Yes. So that's why I can block that off. Yes. Even, I don't need to justify it, but it is what it is. So he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, hold on. And then he's like, could you do one? And I said, no, man, I, I just told you, like, I can do three or three. Th and it wasn't aggressive. But the point is, had like, I held the line. I said, yeah. like, hey, like, no, man, like, I already told you, I can only do three or three thirty. Uh, and he got back to me. And he's like, Oh, I can't make it. He's like, is this a late cancel? And I was like, Yep, just like that email. And I was just very firm. I wasn't like no exclamation points, all caps. I just cut right to the chase. Like, first off with Nope, here's the times I can do. And second, and then again, even though we've had this conversation already per my, what I said earlier, he's one of these people who like, doesn't get like, this is my living. Like, this isn't like, Hey bro. Like, cause I bring the juice every session. Yeah. So like, even when I don't feel great, like mentally I, I turn it off and I make sure they have a good time. I make sure you have a great training session. Exactly. Great experience. Yeah. So, uh, then he texted me, like I said, again, and I know he didn't mean to come off as like an asshole, but I was like, really, man. And I was like, yep. I was like, per the email I've sent you twice now, I'm going to resend it to you now. Like, uh, if you want to book for later in the week, great. If not, or, I'll, or I, I said, I would book you later this week. I don't have anything. 
but I'll see you Monday. Oh, okay. And then he just, he said, understood. Like, okay, got it. Understood. And again, reflecting, like I, I thought about it for five seconds. I was like, yeah, am I a fucking asshole if I go to jujitsu? And I'm like, no, he's hitting me up day. Like, this is how I do things. Like this is, I hate to say this word cause it's a buzzword, but like self care. And as I've gotten older, right. AKA I'm not at this point yet, hopefully, but as I get closer to more, uh, I've had more yesterdays than tomorrow's, I think about that stuff. And so I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do it. Like, I don't care. And, uh, it wasn't like I texted him, like I have jujitsu. Like I just said, Nope, like can't do it. But it was just funny how I had to hold the line with this guy like three times, even though I've set, and it's, uh, does this happen a lot with clients? No, this is like the exception, but it felt good not to be like, fuck you. I'm not training you today or anything like that, but to like stick to my guns. And again, I've already set the expectation fit like in, right. a, in a written right. contract and in a, uh, a conversation. So it wasn't like I just pulled this out of my ass. There's no surprise here, but he tried, you know, to get around that and I wasn't letting it fly. And it just, it felt really good to stick to my guns. And again, I thought about had this been me years back, I would have dropped everything and been pissed off that I missed my stuff and like sacrificed my stuff. And then that process, when you do that, like people don't mean to do it, but you give them an inch, they take a mile, at least in my experience. Yep. Like you let someone slack on, on it one time, they, they continue to do it. Well, you let me do it that one time. And I was like, yeah, we're nipping this. Like I am going to be very firm here. And like, I don't like being that way. I'm a very positive, happy, go lucky dude. But, um, you know, that's how I run my business. And I, we set the expectation months ago. I re-sent him those expectations when another issue almost came up. And so, uh, yeah, I guess, like, it's just, it just felt really fucking good to be like, you know, hold the line, establish what you're doing. Like, I wasn't even the least bit worried that I would lose this guy over it. And had I, then to me, it's like, well, you're not a good fit for me anyway. Yeah. Um, but that's not even on the radar. Like, I wasn't worried about that happening. So. Yeah, that's my whole spiel. for No, that's great, man. And I think, you know, what you what you mentioned is like a lot of us get into this field because we like working with people and we care about people and we want to help other people improve their life. And so when a scenario like this comes up, you could easily create a narrative in your head that says like, well, you know, this person is really trying to get better and fit and work out. And like, I, I should really do that for him. But it's like, but that's attracting from me. So if we're looking at net gain, that doesn't help the world at all. Right. Like, one person got something, but one had to give it up. And like, is that one workout going to be the best thing for that guy? Or is tightening up his schedule, right? And, and whatever. And maybe it was just an emergency that came up. But, you know, right. as we know, it almost never is. No. And, and when you let somebody know that, like, you're going to be, you're going to hold the line with your expectations and how we do things, then it lets them, it lets them know how to act. Like, like maybe he needs a little more, but he's, he will know how to act and you won't have what you said to people being like, well, Hey, what about last time? Like Mm -hmm. they know what to expect from you. Part of it is I'm always going to get a high energy Wes every time I train with them, no matter what he's got going on, I'm going to get a great positive high energy Wes. That's a constant. Another constant is he's not going to waffle on his policy about canceling sessions. Like he's also going to be consistent and steady there. Like, and, and like you said, if you can be consistent, they know what to expect. They know how to act. And the, the world didn't burn down. This guy didn't lose his shit on you. Mm-hmm. And if he did, he wouldn't have and, been a good fit. 
And that's, that's my thing. And I'm not trying to come off as arrogant here. I'm not saying clients are what the word expendable. Like I love them. I appreciate them. They feed me. That's like a good chunk of my income. But to me, like, I know I can, I don't want to say snap my fingers, but I can, I have a wait list. Like I can reach into my bag of tricks and I'll get somebody there. And he's in like a pretty prime spot. Not that that's where my head was going, but like, if you're like, I guess I'm at a point now, and this is another reflective thing. Like I work with who I want to work with and like population wise, all that, like, I don't, if somebody sucks, like, which again, everyone I have is great. Like, don't get me wrong. People have their days and whatever, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's cool to like, again, reflect on like, had this been X amount of years ago, how would have handled things versus now and all yeah. that shit. And, yeah. and for context, like it, there's one takeaway there. It's like, Wes taking people whenever they wanted to letting his schedule bleed over doing all that. You didn't have a wait list then now with mm -hmm. strict kind of like, this is myself. I, I know what's important to me. I know what helps me be at my best self. And that sort of strictness around scheduling allows me to also develop as a professional in other realms mm -hmm. so that I can really elevate my business and have a wait list, right? Like those, I don't think there's a lot of people saying yes to everybody that have a wait list. Um, but if you don't say yes to everybody, if you have some strictness here, it probably comes out well to more or higher income for the person that says no. Like being a yes person doesn't mean that you're going to make a ton of money because you're mm -hmm. going to compromise. Yep. You're going to give mm -hmm. up the free sessions. You're going to give yep. them the discount yep. when they ask. Like yep. that is yep. a slippery slope know your mm -hmm. what what is that know your worth king or whatever 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 it from? is like like i i don't know i don't oh, know yeah. all right <laughs> <clears throat> but dude to your point like i again i reflected this this one thing made me and it was like right like two hours before our call and i was thinking about it but uh this one thing made me think again how much i used to be such a yes man and how like not that i'm saying say no to everybody like do what you want to do all the time but like it it made me feel really good how like I used to, I used to be like, not miserable. Like I'm a happy guy, but like, again, my body composition, my attitude, my energy, everything was like, yeah. And like, not to get too deep here, but like, I literally think about the fact that I will die one day and it's like, I'm going to live a life. I don't live yep. to work or what is it? I don't work to whatever that phrase is. I don't live to work. I work to live or whatever it is, like, I'm happy with the amount of sessions I'm doing. And yeah, do I want to like, get better at certain things? Or could I want to make more money? Yeah. But like, ultimately, like, I'm going to spend time with my like, I gave up Saturdays recently. And now I get to spend more time with my wife. And I fucking love it. And yeah. do I work my ass off during the week? Yes. But I'm starting to feel a little more sense of balance, I guess. And sometimes you're off, right? You're table of stable growth like we call in faction every now and then it's off you're doing more of this thing and not enough of this thing but right now for the most part i'm pretty stable and it feels fucking good and that's all and and to the saying saying no to to bring it back full circle yeah. and again this is why it matters for individuals to having having a mission statement and a culture and action document you want to know what that makes really easy saying yes and no to things like does it align with my personal mission statement and kind of what i'm trying to do here if yes, it's a yes. If no, it's a no. And it makes decisions really easy. So uh, yep. well done there, Wes. Way to softball it in there for me at the end. Bring you full too. Circle. That was most excellent on both accounts. Um, oh, great stuff, man. I, I always appreciate it, Wes. And, and I hope everybody took something away from that too. Uh, if you feel like you're being run ragged and getting pulled all over the place as a coach and trainer, 
You do not have to be. Uh, hopefully this gave you a glimpse of some steps you can take to rectify that. So we love y'all. Love we'll, y'all. Uh, we'll see y'all in, in a fortnight in two weeks. Yeah. In a fortnight, not the video game y'all. And uh, I don't know if that's like Thanksgiving or what. I think that's the uh, before Thanksgiving. That's the week. Yeah. Which that weekend actually, maybe he'll join us. I don't think he's going to be here, but that weekend Kirk Adams golf is going to be staying with me because we're going to the Eagles game. Yeah, okay. I don't know if he's, he probably won't get here though till Friday afternoon. So maybe not, but anyway. But a little tantalizing teaser. It just yeah. might happen. Probably it not, might, but it yeah, might. Probably not, but it could. He talked about golf balls and shit. Anyway. All right, folks. We appreciate y'all. Stay safe. Stay Make positive. Yeah. Have a blessed weekend. Later, Gators. Everyone.